Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying all the content that I've been putting up recently. If you do, please like and subscribe. Leave comments below for the algorithm and all that. And uh, definitely give a follow. Subscribe to the channel here so you can get all the notifications. All right, we got that out of the way. Let's actually talk about fighting games here. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we, we are on some weird topic over here. No, Ryu and Ken were very different after, starting from Champion Edition. So Ryu and Ken were the same character in Street Fighter 2, with Ken being slightly uh, better than Ryu for one very small reason. And then uh, uh, Ryu and Ken had been very different from Champion Edition uh, all the way. Yeah, kick throw. Ken's kick throw actually rolled when he threw, so he got more distance, so he had better corner carry with his throw. And that's the only reason why Ken was better. Anyways, <laughs> actually, I mean, this kind of all fits into this because we're talking about footsies and neutral and all this stuff like that. And so we're talking about these old uh, old games. No, uh, outside of that Gundam Jihudikai, Ryu and Ken were exactly the same in Street Fighter 2. They were exactly the same. They were literally uh, clones of each other except for that kick throw. It's the only difference between the two. Uh, it was only until Champion Edition that uh, when uh, they actually diverged. And that's actually one of the coolest things. I mean, like, when you look at each game as they go, I mean, by the time we hit Street Fighter V, Ken and Ryu's similarities all but vanished, right? Street Fighter V was really the first time that Ken became a really, like, like distinctly, distinctly different character. I am still kind of sad they took away his heavy Tatsu from uh, Street Fighter V because I still think it was one of the sickest Tatsus uh, in, in Ken history. Uh, but in Street Fighter 6, I, I mean, I feel like Ryu and Ken might even be a little... Eh, no, that's kind of a lie. Ryu and Ken are pretty still very, very different in 6, you know, in, in, in relation to 5 as well. So, oh, Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. Hey, to be fair, in Marvel versus Capcom 1, Ryu and Ken were literally the same character. Dude, this is its own topic in its in itself right here is this Ryu and Ken topic over here uh, but remember Ryu transformed into Ken in MVC one <laughs> oh, man basically uh, any case let's talk about footsies and neutral here in fighting games because this has been the big topic of lately uh, between in the FGC discourse of course every year I feel like there's I mean every week it feels like there's some crazy new discussion and it's been kind of brilliant because if you guys actually remember I released like maybe a month before uh, Street Fighter 6 came out I had a video on my YouTube channel literally saying that uh, you're going to hate Street Fighter 6 and Tekken 8 and Mortal Kombat 1, etc., etc. And uh, we're finally reaching that point, and I'm like so happy because Street Fighter 6 has now been officially anointed as a real fighting game because people have claimed that this game does not have real neutral, that it's scrubby, and its footsies are bad. <laughs> Let's go. 
We're there. We are there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you're not a true fighting game until people start calling you scrubby and uh, no actual neutral. Um, and again, you know, I mean, let's talk about this a little bit. So um, obviously uh, a particular player started calling it out a little bit. A couple of players, very prominent players as well. You know, uh, I don't want to call them out because I don't want people like saying anything negative about them. But uh, obviously most people already know uh, a lot of this discourse is coming from Mena RD and Crossover. Uh, from the Dominican Republic and again uh, it is something okay so <laughs> the reason why there's this thing going on over here right now is because my blinds do not block out the Sun particularly well and we are at the phase of the year where right now at the time that I actually run it was Tuesday the Sun gets right through the blinds right onto my camera like literally onto the camera. Uh, I guess I should just try to flip the blinds maybe the other way to block it. Um, but yeah, there's this here. So, you know, uh, for those people listening, there's just literally like sun flare on my, uh, sun flare on my, on my visuals over here, which can be very distracting. All right, you know what? Look, I'm going to edit this part out. Remember to edit this part out. I probably won't, so I apologize. Let me see if I can flip the blinds really quick. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> All right, like I said, editing this section out, or I'll put it towards the end or something like that. So if you want to watch that whole uh, thing that everybody in the chat's like, leave this in, James. This is entertaining. Uh It'll probably be maybe towards the end or something like that. But uh, in any case, let's get back to this footsies thing. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, we had players calling out, you know, Street Fighter Six now. And like I said, this was a largely Mena RD was talking about this. But Crossover, I think, is the one that kind of really sort of uh, took it to that range again. Right. So Mena RD was talking about I mean he basically said like I'm having the same experience four players had in five he feels like Street Fighter 6 is really scrubby you know and, and, but the thing is man RD admitted like he acknowledged the fact that this is all part of the pattern right how all the four players felt about five and uh, like I said I literally made a video saying you're going to hate Street Fighter 6. You know, and I was talking to the Street Fighter V players because it's not going to be anything like you expect it to be. In fact, at Capcom Cup, I remember having a conversation with Chris CCH. It was the same conversation I had with, um, with Ryan LV when MVCI was about to come out. Because uh, he was, you know, dominating MVC3 at the end of its life cycle. He wanted to keep it going and get become a sponsored player, etc. for MVCI. And I said, look, here's my professional advice, okay, as a veteran of the scene. I'm like, you're not going to like MVCI. <laughs> it's not going to play anything like you want it to play. And it's going to be a completely different game. And if you want to have success as a sponsored player, you're going to have to accept the fact that the game is going to be different. And that doesn't make it bad. You're just going to have to learn something new. 
And I told that to Chris CCH at Capcom Cup because he was taught, we were talking about that and he was talking about being a sponsored player and, you know, wanting success. And I told him the exact same thing. I was like, look, the only way you're going to succeed in Street Fighter VI is if you accept the fact that this game is not going to play anything like Street Fighter V. It is going to be a completely different game and you just have to roll with those punches. It's really kind of crazy because as Street Fighter 2 players, I don't know if we're spoiled or something, but like the fact that the game Street Fighter 2 changed pretty drastically between versions. I mean, you should have seen it when Super Turbo first came out. Oh my god, the amount of people complaining about supers in Super Turbo. Like being the scrubbiest thing. Oh, I could just throw this out anywhere and get 50% damage. This is so scrubby. You know, like people hated supers. They really freaking hated supers. Um, but the thing about it is th this is what's going to happen, right? And so, you know, Crossover kind of doubled down a little bit over here. He said SF has changed over the years. Street Fighter used to be all about having a good neutral game, footsies, with punishing. But in Street Fighter 6, these fundamentals don't matter much. And this is where the conversation kind of went off the rails at this point. Because, uh, again, I'm not trying to call out Crossover because literally he's just doing what everybody does. We all do this, okay? We all do this, okay? And um, he, it's just part of the cycle. But Crossover, you know I love you. You're way, way too young to make a claim like that. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, in Street Fighter 2, with punishes practically didn't exist, okay? When you have moves like Zangief standing light kick where literally the last frame of the move is an active frame... <laughs> And you have Chun-Li's crouching medium kick, which is like 13 frames. Medium kick is 13 frames. Most light buttons right now are 13 frames, okay? Chun-Li's crouching medium kick, I believe, is 13 frames. It was literally unwith punishable. I don't know if I have ever, ever seen Chun-Li's crouching medium kick be with punished ever. Ever, 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 ever. The only thing that anybody ever whiff punished were very slow buttons, like a Guile crouching medium kick or a Shoto sweep. And so, honestly, whiff punishing as a major footsies aspect of Street Fighter really started cropping up largely around the, third, the Street Fighter 3 series. Even in CVS 2, it wasn't even that big of a deal, and in fact... The reason why Sagat was so top tier is because his Crouch Fierce was basically unwhiff punishable. Like people started figuring out, oh, we can whiff punish this and, and hit it in its recovery. But I swear to God, it was like hitting a one frame link to whiff punish Sagat's crouching heavy punch. Like whiff punishing wasn't even that big of a deal. It was only with three... You know, and, and it sounds crazy because 3 is the, sounds like the second game in the series. So, like, hasn't it been that way forever? Not really because, like I said, Capcom vs. SNK, the entire Alpha series, you know, they weren't as whiff-punish-oriented, right? And so, 
Like, okay, so no one's still with Punisher Sagat crouching heavy punch. Yeah, that's why Roll Cancel saved CVS too, is that Roll Cancel was the way to beat Sagat crouching heavy punch. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, neutral, I mean, neutral game footsies with punishing, blah, blah, blah. And here's another thing too, right? Like, footsies and neutral in all fighting games is the thing that you are forced to do, right? So let's say, let's say eventually, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good analogy with this, but like, those are the things that you have to do, but if you are good at fighting games, you will do it as little as possible. All fighting games. All fighting games. This is this is one of those constructs that like well this is one of those you know fighting game axioms out there. This is one of those fighting game truths out there. Is that your goal in a fighting game is not to let the other person play. This has been the truth <laughs> for fighting games since the beginning of time. <laughs> since the beginning of time. If you jump at me and I'm Ken and hyper fighting and I light DPU and I walk up to you because I am plus a million after an anti-air DP and I do crouching light kick and you do not block that crouching light kick, the game is over. The round ended. That's it. I, I anti-aired you once. I walk up meaty crouching light kick. You didn't block. The round is over. <laughs> The round is actually over because I will do low short, CPS one chain into fierce into light DP. You're stunned, fierce, fierce DP. You are dead. Like guaranteed, even with the random damage in hyper fighting, you are dead, right? Like there is no point in any fighting game where you want to play footsies or the neutral. Every game has been like this. I mean, like, and the thing is, don't get me wrong, because even in games like uh, like Exert, for example, Exert has some of the most intricate neutral and footsies possible. UMVC3 right now has some of the best neutral and footsies in fighting games. But my God, when you actually land a hit, like, <laughs> you do not want the other person to ever play again. <laughs> In both of those games, your hope is that the other person never plays ever again until the next round, right? Now, Street Fighter V is like infamous for that, right? Street Fighter V, like it's it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of people in Street Fighter IV, when they got to Street Fighter V, they're like, this is the least footsies game ever, right? It's like you, you whatever, and then this guy gets in a dash, and you can't check dashes, they get in, they knock you down, and then all of a sudden, you have to guess for your life, right? I mean, Street Fighter V is one of the most terrifying fighting games that I have ever played. Every time I get knocked down in Street Fighter V, I swear to God, I have a panic attack. Like, that game, I feel like, has taken years off of my life and given me gray hairs. <laughs> I don't have gray hairs! Woo! <laughs> Anyways, um, so maybe it didn't give me gray hairs, but it definitely gave me heart attack. Any case, um, knock on wood, pride comes before a fall, ladies and gentlemen. 
But uh, Street Fighter V is actually like one of the games that people have complained about in terms of lack of footsies and lack of neutral. They hated crush counters. They hated the priority system. And let me tell you right now, oh yeah, button in the V trigger. <laughs> button in the V trigger is one of the most bypassy neutral things in the world. And I will tell you this, no, you cannot call a fighting game a game with honest footsies and real neutral that has EX Zonk Knuckle. <laughs> Level 2 EX Zonk Knuckle, yes. Okay, you have to hold the buttons for a time. But as long as you have EX Zonk Knuckle in a game, <laughs> there are no honest neutral. <laughs> this is not a game with honest neutral. <laughs> okay? Like, seriously, this is... Uh, this is just... It's... it's Honest neutral is what you enjoy the most. I love Super Turbo. I love Super Turbo. I, it's my favorite fighting game to play. You all know this. I, I love this game. And when I hear Super Turbo fans tell me that Super Turbo is fundamentals and the most honest footsies ever, I laugh. <laughs> Vega off the wall, Honda headbutt. I mean, like, they're, dude, footsies? Tiger, 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 tiger. How long do you want me to do this for? There ain't nothing honest about the foot. Balrog? Balrog low dash punch? Ladies and gentlemen, is plus on block, okay? The move that goes raw and hits you low from literally 60% across the screen in like five frames or something like that is plus unblock. If he goes raw and jumps, you are out of block stun until he is at the peak of his jump. If he does low blah, low dash punch into hold up forward, you aren't free to move until Balrog is at like the peak of his jump. Like, <laughs> there's nothing honest about Street Fighter Super Turbo footsies. There's nothing honest about Third Strike footsies, right? Like, Yun invalidates all of that. Like, if you take away Yurian and Oro's unblockable, they become unplayable in the game. You actually make it so that they are not capable of winning anymore. <laughs> If you take away their unblockable setups. <laughs> Fighting games have never had honest footsies, honest neutral. We enjoy the game that we got used to. We learn to live with it. And everything that everyone is complaining about, like drive rushes and stuff, will start becoming less of a problem. There probably will be some balance chat patches about it. Uh, why are so many people making up fairy tales about previous game? Ask Stoneface Griff. It's your first love. It's your first love, man. You never forget your first love, honestly. And that's why I'm not mad 
at Crossover, why I'm not mad at MenRD, which is why I actually said to these players, this is exactly what's going to happen, is that you're not going to like the game because it's not going to play the way that you remembered, especially for the people who have only played one game. Like I said, it's already super mature that Mena RD acknowledged that, and he's saying, I'm having the same experience four players had in five, right? He's playing a new game, and it's not what he wants. It's not what made him a two-time Capcom champion. And of course, when you are the best at a certain thing, that's how you're going to want to play it, right? That's that's just all it is. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. Uh, Mike Lee brings up a good point. Also, it's misconceptions and misinformation. A lot of people that repeat things like ST is honest footsies aren't usually ST players, but people that think they heard ST players say that. It's true. It's absolutely true. Uh, a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, weren't these games all about fundamentals? No, that's just because all the people who are stuck in the past are saying, man, old games were all about fundamentals. And so you're just like, you make this natural leap. Like, oh yeah, this game is about uh, fundamentals and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Speedwagon says, I love slash respect ST, but my lord, is it stupid? LOL. And as a person who loves Super Turbo to death, I agree. <laughs> I saw uh, Alucard complaining about Super Turbo one time on Facebook. He was just like, man, like, this game has no whiff punishing. It has no hit confirms. He was like, all this stuff, this is really stupid. Like, this game is garbage. How do all these old players love this game so much? And I was like, you know, I don't agree with you at all, but I 100% respect your opinion on this because I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, he is wrong. There are hit confirms, there are footsies, etc, etc. But the thing is, what we define as footsies is based on largely what we want. So I'm a terrible whiff punisher, which is why I've been good at past games. Right? Because they weren't about with punishing. So, again, what a lot of people don't realize is old games weren't about with punishing footsies. They were about hitbox footsies. Right? So, if I'm Ryu versus Zangief, I don't with punish things. I beat it. So, for example, Ryu and Ken suffer against Zangief standing medium kick. Zangief standing medium kick is really, really powerful tool because it kicks really far and it blows up Shoto's really badly. But Shoto's then learn that crouching strong beats standing medium kicks. Why? Because of the way that the hitboxes work. So now Ryu and Ken start spamming crouching medium punch, but crouching medium punch loses to Zangief's sweep. Why? Because of hitboxes. So Zangief can sweep the crouching heavy kick. Well, it just so happens that Ryu and Ken can also crouching light kick a bunch, and that beats Zangief's crouching heavy kick. So they can crouching light kick and beat the sweep, but Zangief's standing medium kick beats the crouching light kick. So now they go into the crouching. So again, it's not about whiff punishing, it's hitbox fighter. 
So a lot of times when I was trying to play Street Fighter V, and when I'm, and even still this happens to me when I try to play Street Fighter VI, for the longest of time, the reason why I play badly, and when you guys watch me play, that's the reason I'm hitting buttons so goddamn much in neutral. I often praise someone like K-Brad for being so good with Cammy because he doesn't hit buttons at all. And that's just like unfathomable to me. <laughs> like I gotta hit buttons because in Super Turbo it was like, I predict you're gonna do this, hit this button to beat it. I predict you're gonna do this, I'm gonna hit this button to beat it. But you never got whiff punished for it. Like nobody's whiff punishing my Cammy crouching medium kick. Cammy's crouching medium kick doesn't even have a hurt box at her toes. I can meaty crouching medium kick Shoto's with Cammy so that I hit him with the tip of my foot and they cannot wake up DP it. If they wake up DP, it whiffs. And then I can punish their DP. Like I literally have a 100% safe meaty with Cammy. <laughs> Against Shoto's crouching, uh, against Shoto's with my crouching medium kick. Okay, Alpha 2, yeah, that's a different thing, right? <laughs> with, the, with the activation, that's a different thing, right? Yeah, Honda and Zangief, because they have moves that have no recovery frames. Honda standing jab. I mean, he has had the same thing. His could actually just jab you at ranges where if you DP'd, it would whiff. But Zangief's standing light kick, like I said, has literally zero recovery frames. The last frame of Zangief's standing light kick is an active frame. So if I do meaty standing light kick and you wake up DP and I time it so my light kick hits on the last frame, you can't even hit me with the DP. <laughs> Because I will just recover and block. Like, it's kind of silly. So again, like, it's just what you're used to is what you enjoy. And that's why my advice as a veteran player, having played all these games, is you're not going to like it. And you're that's just something you're going to have to internally accept if your goal is to be a pro player. Now, let's put it this way. If you're not Mena RD... And you're just, hey, I grew up on Street Fighter V. I love this game. I hate Street Fighter VI. Don't play it anymore. <laughs> and I'm not saying this as a hater. Because you're not supposed to like every fighting game. It's impossible unless, unless you're me and, and we're not talking about Street Fighter Cross Tekken. You're supposed to not like every fighting game. They're all super different from each other. Like, you don't have to play it. <laughs> play the fighting games you enjoy. Like, just do. Just do. Please. You know? I think you could still get a match in Street Fighter V. I would imagine so. I know 4 was still played a lot, but 5 definitely has a little bit harsher of uh, reputation. Uh, Keiju Kaze, don't even get me started. I freaking hate Street Fighter Cross Tekken so much. I hate that game so much. In any case, um... Uh, so again, I don't think Mena RD did anything wrong. I, I, I really don't, Drake's Revenge. And let me see what you said over here. Uh, the problem with Mena bringing is because he is such a great play player. It validates people are struggling and gives them excuses because Mena said it. Yeah, there is definitely uh, a lot of truth to that. Uh, that because he is a person with a large visible audience that it causes issues. But like I said, I don't think Mena RD's tweet was anything 
Well, I mean, he did say Street Fighter Six is the scrubbiest Street Fighter I've played. So yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, I guess that's kind of uh, uh, bad. So it is tough. I mean, they 100% have the ability to speak their mind, and I don't think that's a problem. But that's why it's important for people like. That's <clears throat> why it's important for people like me, who are a veteran in the scene, to correct them. <laughs> to actually offer the counterpoint, right? You see all of the old school players are just like, <laughs> they just like, they laugh and it's just like, whatever, dude, <laughs> whatever. Welcome to Street Fighter. Da -da 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 -da. Like, honestly, um, yeah, if you break any Street Fighter down to its faults alone, you can make all of them look bad. And that's just the way it is. And and, and, and let's, let's address this a little bit, okay? What is it that it's also not important to tweet after a tournament loss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. I mean, dude, salty about them booms? Like, that is literally where Street Fighter started. <laughs> that's where Street Fighter started. I don't think he tweeted that after DTN. He tweeted that after an online tournament, wasn't it, I believe? Uh, but in any case, you can't be salty about Sonic Booms because that's literally where Street Fighter started. Guile was the first best character, and he just Sonic Boomed you to death in Street Fighter 2. The only character that could fight him was Dalsum. Literally, the only character that could fight Guile in Street Fighter 2 was Dalsum. That's it. That's it. Oh, he lost the knuckle dude. Got it. Got it. Okay, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, but we're not even talking about glitches. We're not even talking about glitches. It's just the way Guile was in classic Street Fighter 2. He was overpowered. He was overpowered. You could not beat him. He had, like, 19 anti-airs, and all of them were legit. Like, all of them was legit. And so if he ever threw a Sonic Boom and you jumped, he had, like, 19 different ways to anti-air you. And like, it was so, like, like what were you supposed to do? You couldn't hit him from the front. You couldn't jump at him over a Sonic. It was, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, the only reason why Dalsum could fight him was that he had stuff like Crouching Heavy Punch, which could go under Sonic Booms. And the very last frame of his Crouching Heavy Punch never actually returned to normal height. So he could punch Guile with a, with a crouching heavy punch and then get up and block the Sonic Boom. Like, even if the Sonic Boom was literally on top of Dalsum after he punched the legs of Guile, he could block the Sonic Boom. You know, things like that. And then, uh, I, actually, I don't even remember if he could do that in, in World Warrior. That might not even have been a World Warrior thing. I don't know if he could punch under that. I'll have to go back and check. But, um... How do I feel about the throw input now that I move my buttons over? It's not bad unless I try to think about... I definitely get lost every once in a while that my hands are in the right, wrong place. If I have my hands in the right place, I can throw just fine. It's really just about if I ever shift my hands to hit drive impact or whatever, I get guitar heroed, as I say. Um, but uh, let's talk about this a little bit more detail here because... Clearly, the thing that's making people frustrated is the drive rush, right? 
And again, I'm not going to discount their complaints because the drive rush is very powerful. When the game first dropped, I mean, one of the first things I said about the game, and I was, I said, this is the mechanic. I was like, this is the mechanic of the game, right? Just like V-Trigger was the mechanic of Street Fighter V. What dominated Street Fighter V was the V-Trigger, right? Whether you were a good character or not in Street Fighter V outside of Karin, and she was a very, very made, uh, a specific case. But your V-Trigger determined if you were a good character or not in Street Fighter V. But V-Trigger was the thing. Button into V-Trigger is, that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> like, that's the game. And a lot of people still think button into V-Trigger, getting you free plus frames, is one of the scrubbiest things in Street Fighter V. But if you grew up in Street Fighter V and that's all you know, you've just accepted that as part of your, your life, right? Like in Street Fighter II, if you get hit by one Hadouken, you have to block for like the next five seconds because if you get hit by another Hadouken, you'll be dizzy. <laughs> Literally, if you get hit by a fireball and then Ryu throws another fireball and you walk into that fireball, you're stunned. You're stunned. <laughs> and they get a free 60% combo on you. <laughs> Like, but we're used to that back in the days of hyper fighting. We're, we're, we're fine with that. Uh, and, and so Codebox Game, you know, in the chat says that naked drive rush is easy to stuff or parry. No. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Again, it's important to extract the truth out of what people say, right? It is, it is easy to stuff, but it's not easy to stuff. The thing about it is, Bad players, it's easy to stuff. Good players, it's harder because there's a lot to add around it. There's a lot of weird little extra things that you can do with it. There are certain moves that can make your stat. Like there are some moves that when you drive rush and do the button, I swear your character stops for a second and then keeps sliding with the button because of the way that the move works. And so when you try to check it, you stick a button out and you go button and the guy stops and then comes forward and then hits you. And you're just like, really? And uh, maybe a little bit, of it is, I mean, two plus, too easy to link up. I and mean, that Idon clip where he's like, this guy, this jury player is going to drive rush. And she drive rush and hit medium kick. Idon hit a button to check it. Jury's medium kick hit with the first hit and got a counter hit. Remember, jury's medium kick hits twice. The first hit hit. Idon was so far away that the second hit whiffed. The second hit whipped and Jury still comboed into a crouching medium kick and killed Idol. Like, when you see things like that, you're kind of like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. But the thing about it is, the truth of the matter is, okay, let's keep talking about Drive Rush because I, I just want to make sure I, I, I finish this topic here before I get to kind of like my conclusion. Uh, does Drive Rush need to be nerfed a little bit? Probably. Probably in some way, but again, a universal Drive Rush nerf hurts bad characters even more, right? So like Zangief, if you make it so Drive Rushes are counter hit all the time, or if they extend a giant hurt box when you activate a Drive Rush, you know, that, that, that does hurt characters like Zangief a lot more. But to be fair, as Logan said, Zangief sucks already. 
he just needs different buffs. <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't even mind if it became a counter hit state or whatever, but I think that's a good fair change to Drive Rush, is that when the opponent activates a Drive Rush, it just adds a big hurt box in front of them that travels with them even after they hit the button. So once they hit a button, it stays there for maybe like four frames, right? So that just at least makes it so that checking is consistent. That's all I want it to be, is that if you read the drive rush and they come at you and you hit a button, it should be consistent that you should be able to stop them. Whether they hit the button early, late, or do some weird stagger or distance that they do it with, you know, it should be consistent in checking them, I think. That's one of the things that makes drive impacts good is because it doesn't matter what distance, timing, or whatever. As long as you drive impact, the drive impact, you win. Like the game just says, that's it, you win. There's nothing the other guy can do. So if there's a consistency to countering drive impact. The problem with drive rush is that there is no consistency to countering it. Not eating your inputs is 100% what, everybody, what everybody wants. I don't think there is a single human on the planet that doesn't want it to stop eating your inputs. That is something that needs to be fixed, needs to be changed. 100, 100%, 100% that needs to be fixed. So hopefully that'll get changed at some point in time because that needs to, to go away. That 100% needs to go away. Uh, so um, that's the thing. The, the complaint is justified that drive rush is strong. The complaint is justified that Drive Rush is really strong. There are a lot of ways to nerf it. However, the statement, the conclusion that I want to go into is that Drive Rush is honest footsies. It's 100% honest footsies for Street Fighter VI. You know why? Because it's in the game. You know why? Because everybody has it. <laughs> It is honest footsies for Street Fighter VI. Just like heavy kick into V-trigger activation is honest footsies for Street Fighter V. Just like VACC is honest footsies for Street Fighter Alpha 2. Just like, <laughs> uh, I mean, again, this example can go on and on and on and on and on. For the game, it's honest footsies. Get used to it. Not wanting a fighting game. I mean, someone asked me one time, I already told everybody I hate Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Someone asked me, how would you change Street Fighter Cross Tekken to be fun? And I listed all these things and I realized I was just trying to turn it into Super Turbo. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm just trying to make this game Super Turbo. Like, again, Honest Footsies is what you enjoy and what you like, right? Honest footsies is what you enjoy, but if you're playing the game, that's honest footsies. Even what, I remember I talked about Lord Knight's statement when he was like, you know, I really didn't like Strive at first, but it's really turned into a really solid, fun game. And everybody was mad at Strive at first. They're like, there's no footsies in this game. Like, this is game, the neutral's really stupid, and da 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 da. No, Strive's footsies are great for Strive. Exert's footsies are great for Exert. Marvel 2's footsies 
are very different than UMVC3's footsies. Extremely different. And if you don't play either one of those games and you watch them, they look exactly the same to you. But if you talk to an MVC2 player and an MVC3 player, they are completely different footsies. The super jump mechanic alone is a massive, massive, massive change. Like, people don't know that super jumps in MVC2, if you super jump, you're like, woo! But in, like, UMVC3, if you super jump forward and hold back, you go, and you barely go backwards. But in MVC2, if you super jump, you're just like, yow! Like, you go everywhere. And in MVC2, you turned around when you went over people. You automatically turned around. In UMVC3, you don't turn around. In UMVC2, you super jumped everywhere. You super jumped everywhere. In UMVC3, you don't super jump as much. People have said UMVC3 is played more this way. MVC2 is played more this way. They're extremely different from each other. But the footsies in UMVC2 work... I'm sorry. The footsies in MVC2 work for MVC2. The footsies for UMVC3 work for UMVC3. And that's the thing. There is no such thing as real footsies. There is no such thing as real footsies. Footsies are whatever the game has decided to make it. That's it. That's the conclusion. That is the truth behind everything. If you hate the neutral and footsies of a game, it's because it's not what you want it to be. And this is one of the things that I've learned when I played Street Fighter V, when I played Street Fighter VI. Street Fighter V was one of the games that really helped actually educate me on this because Street Fighter V is such a different game. When I first played it, I couldn't win with Cammy because I was trying to play Street Fighter IV. I was trying to play old school Street Fighter and switching to Lucia forced me to learn Street Fighter V and then I came away with a different appreciation for Street Fighter V. I understood why it was a completely different game. Uh, having said all that, I mean, like, if we want to... God, like... Yeah, it's just, there's just, it's just different for every game. There's no way to say anything is true footsies, right? Because like I said, UMVC3's neutral is about as real as it gets. UMVC3's neutral is one of the hypest and most exciting things ever. If you don't understand the game, you're not going to see the nuances. But one of the reasons why people love UMVC3 these days is because the neutral in UMVC3 is so good. It is immaculate the way footsies works in UMVC3. But the thing about it is that's so different than Street Fighter V. And for me, for example, as an old schooler, I will tell you I think hyperfighting has some of the most pure footsies ever. But that's just because, like I said, it's hitbox fighter, right? That's what I enjoy. I love Shoto's doing stand light kick to pull their hurt box back. So you walk up into a Shoto sweep range, you standing light kick, they sweep and miss, and then you sweep punish their sweep. Like, that shit is sick. Like, to me, every time I watch that, like, when I did the hyperfighting commentary at the 82, you know, with the, with, the, with the hyperfighting tournament, like, I was just like, this is real footsies, man. This is what neutral's all about. 
And that's just because that's what I enjoy. That's what I like. But again, how similar are the footsies in MVC, I mean, in, in UMVC3 and Hyper Fighting? And I'll tell you that both of those games have some of the best neutral and best footsies in fighting games ever. <laughs> and they're nothing alike. <laughs> they're nothing alike. I mean, Minnick can totally be salty about Guile. I'm salty about Ken, okay? I hate Ken in this game. <laughs> I really freaking hate Ken in this game. Stand Fierce is a crime against humanity. I have said this a million times and I'll keep saying it because that standing heavy punch hits way too goddamn far and gives you way too goddamn much on a punish counter and is drive rush cancelable. Almost no character has a drive rush cancelable button from that goddamn far away that on block puts you in so much block stun that if you're he's wrong and you block any drive rushes, he's still way in the advantage. He's still way in the advantage. That standing heavy dude, Ken standing medium kick reaches farther than Cammy's standing medium kick. Why does Ken standing medium kick reach, reach farther than Cammy's standing medium kick and has a and, and if you press the button and you saw them whiff something, it also combos into a target combo. Why? Why? Why does Ken get the why is Ken in range to throw you after heavy dragon lash? Why? Why? Why is he in range to throw you when so many other plus moves are not like that? Why does Ken get that? Uh, any case, as you can see, I'm salty about Ken, and so, like I said, I, I I totally get Mana being salty about Guile. He has every right to be salty about Guile, because there are always going to be, every fighting game that comes out that I play, I always pick my rival, not intentionally, but every game, as soon as that character shows up, I'm like, I hate you, <laughs> like, I hate this. Uh, I hate Ken in Street Fighter 6. In 5, I hated Honda. Uh, I also hated Alex for a long time. Uh, in Soul Calibur, Siegfried was like my kryptonite. Uh, it's just, it's, I, every game I have one, and Ken is mine currently in Street Fighter 6, because I just don't understand why he gets to get away with every goddamn thing. Oh! <laughs> Dragon Lash also low crushes. It low crushes. It's plus on block. The animation startup is not that crazy. Like if Ken went, huh, and then Dragon Lashed, let's all talk about that. Let's all talk about that, okay? Let's talk about the fact if Ken just went, let's go, Dragon Lash. Like, totally fair move. Totally fair move. But the fact that Dragon Lash starts by which is the most subtle animation in the world. <laughs> We're going back to that. You know what? Has Ken ever been better than Ryu? <laughs> Conversation that this thing started with. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But in any case, that's just the thing. Mena can totally be salty about it. And like I said, I don't want to blame Crossover or Mena on anything. They both know that I love them, and I think the DR is still strongest 
uh, scene in North America right now, despite Mena being frustrated with the game, he's still clearly one of the best. Kaba's still clearly one of the best. And obviously, Kaba has no complaints because Guile can still play a lot like Guile. So he's like, this game feels fine to me. <laughs> Kaba's probably sitting there the whole time watching Mena crossover complain. He's probably like, <laughs> he's like, I'm fine with Guile. <laughs> But in any case, the main point, the whole thing comes down to is there's no such thing as a real footsies. There's no such thing as neutral. Whatever your game tells you the footsies is and the neutral is, that's the real neutral. That's the real footsies for that game. Whether you enjoy it or not is cool. But... It is never a valid complaint to say that this other game has real footsies and real neutral compared to this game. <laughs> that will never be a valid complaint because, again, it's different for every game. And on top of that, all the best characters in every single one of those games are the characters who can avoid real footsies and neutral as much as possible. Why are Virgil and Zero so strong in UMVC3? Because they are some of the best characters at skipping neutral. You know, in Street Fighter V, why is Dalsum one of the best characters in that game? Because he got to skip all of it. He didn't care. He was the only character that could get plus frames in the mid-screen off of a forward throw. <laughs> and then he just teleports everywhere. He doesn't care, right? Like, literally every fighting game, the best character has almost always been the one to skip neutral. The only exception might be Luke in Street Fighter V. But Luke also has Sandblaster, which is a skip neutral move all by itself. So even then, Luke is probably not valid. Third Strike Chun, not valid. She's the only character in the game that has the ginormous cancel window for her crouching medium kick that reaches really, really far <laughs> and for some reason can be single hit confirmed. Not only that, she has, if I'm not mistaken, the second farthest Kara throw in the game. And so between those two broken things, that's what makes her really, really strong, right? And yeah, and her crouching medium kick is not with punishable. So again, while it fits some people's definition of footsies, like, oh, look, the no, it doesn't fit the definition of footsies because not everybody has it. Not everybody has these tools and can't store two Hoyokusens so she can delete you in, 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 in one sequence, hit you and then mix up and you die, right? That's why I say Drive Rush is true footsies because everybody has it. It's not equal. Guess what? A lot of the characters who have bad drive rushes are not top tier. <laughs> like I said, the top tier characters are the one that skip neutral. <laughs> Chun-Li's ability to crouching medium kick single hit confirm into super and Kara throw you from super far away bypass the neutral of what it... Ganajin! Ganajin is the stupidest neutral bypassing tool ever. Activate and now you lost. <laughs> 
by activating a super, he's bypassed neutral. And you're just like, what am I supposed to do to this character, right? Again, that's just kind of how it works. So, um, I mean, it depends. Dalsum's never been bad. <laughs> and even though people rate Dalsum low in Street Fighter VI right now, give it a few more months. <laughs> give it a few more months. <laughs> Uh, God, dude, don't even talk to me about El Fuerte Drake's Revenge. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> right, but that's the thing is, if the footsies, so neutral, there are, there are rules to footsies that work, right? You know, the idea of the footsies triangle of with punishing, beating pokes, Pokes beating moving forward, moving forward, beating with punishes, etc., etc. That's still true in a lot of fighting games. It's the fundamentals of, of footsies. But the thing about it is every game takes each of those aspects and stretches them out in all sorts of different ways, right? It's, it's just very, very different. And uh, uh, Dalsum's only been bad at CVS2. Yeah, it's probably true. Uh <laughs> Pepe Day had godlike run stop footsies with Fuerte. Exactly. That, that shit won't 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 wasn't footsies. That shit not footsies in a game that nobody else could handle that, dude. Oh man. Uh SCBW SC2? Are you talking about Oh StarCraft? I was like Soul Caliber. Soul Calibur. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, because StarCraft 2, they tried to fix a lot of things, and people didn't like it, right? People liked Brood War more, <laughs> if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's just the same thing again, right? It's the same situation. It's always that way. Uh, it still astounds me how balanced the StarCraft races are, given how they play extremely different. Yeah, it's easier to balance three versus a uh, fighting game kind of situation. And uh, uh, definitely a lot easier. So, um, anyways, this is way more about the neutral than I thought I was going to talk about. <laughs> but, um, again, appreciate the game that you're playing and learn how to exist in the game you're playing. And that is one of the biggest advantages of old school players, right? I'm... I'm going to do the thing again where like old men, old people, old people, old people, you know, and the reason why I'm going to say that is because we played every fighting game because while we waited with our quarter on the machine, we were bored so we would go play other games, right? And because of that, we've just gotten a lot more used to the idea that every game just plays really, really different. I mean, Air Hyper Viper Beam... Air Hyper Viper Beam in MVC2 was discovered on day one. Air Hyper Viper Beam invalidated like 80% of the cast. And yet, somehow, people love MVC2. A game that has Air Hyper Viper Beam in it, people love this game and it has some great neutral footsies. How? How? It's because people will enjoy what they enjoy. It's, it's like people said in the chat. What you enjoy, the jank that you are willing to put up with will be true footsies for you. That's it. So, 
Okay, there we go. That's enough about footsies. That's enough about footsies. That's about enough about neutral. Again, just to quant, just, I just want to make sure this is understood. I'm not trying to call out mana or crossover at all. I completely understand where they're coming from. And had I had a chance to talk to them at Capcom Cup and warn them about this, I would have, like I did for Chris CCH and for Ryan LV for the Marvel stuff, right? This is one of the things I like to tell people a lot. This is just something that you have to understand about fighting games. Uh, it's different for games like Tekken because they don't change as drastically, but even then they still change. But look at how many people are already mad about the heat system in Tekken 8, right? Like, they're going to find out. They're going to find out <laughs> very soon. They're gonna find they're gonna find out very soon. <sighs> Alright. Uh if I can reach them in any case. Ouch! Ah. Ah. Ugh. Just can't fit. Not enough space here in my studio section. Ah. 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 Oh my God. Ah. All right. All right. They got alive. They got alive. Temporarily. Oh God, this is not gonna work unless I can get to the rest of this. Oh no. Oh God. Ah. Um. Uh, I hate these kinds of blinds, by the way. They are the worst kind of blinds in the world. I really should change them one of these days, but I do not have the facilities to change them right now. Ah! Ah! Boy, this turned out to be way harder than I thought. Oh. Ow! Jesus Christ! Okay. Oh. Oh. You guys have no idea how small my stream space is. And so everything that I have in this space basically makes it so there's no room to walk anywhere. Ah, yeah. Ah. Okay. That should work. All right. Now I need to make it back to my chair without killing myself because there are cables and wires everywhere. Ah, uh, hang on. Oh. Oh, Lord. My cat is looking at me like I'm insane. Ah.
particular slat rotated way more than all the other ones. I hate these kind of blinds. I hate these kind of blinds. They were installed when I moved in here and they've just, ah, whatever. <sighs> whatever. Do not cut this out. <laughs> It's not cat hair. It's literally sun. It's literally the sun. It is absolutely the sun. Uh... All right. So you don't understand. Like, there is literally no room. There's no room for me to get to the window over here. Because that, basically, that whole section over there... Uh, requires me to squeeze in between my table and the wall because there's like no space and then I have to get over there and then I was trying to flip up so the worst thing about these kind of blinds is if some of the slats are they can get caught backwards so when you actually try to open them up they won't rotate so you have to flip them all to make sure that they're facing the correct direction and I could only reach one half of the window blinds from one side because I can't make it through this side over here. So I went all the way over there, found out that this side over here did not have all the slats in the correct rotation. So I had to come back all the way around, come over here, flip them to the right side, and then go all the way back and go over there and then actually flip and rotate them, these ones over here, so that I could actually 180 all the slats and it didn't fix it anyway. It's not, I mean, one, I am a hoarder, but this is not a hoarder thing. I mean, good God. Uh, let me see here. Do I have the ability Which camera is this? This camera is the HD60, right? Uh, oh, it's this one right here. Yes, okay. So do I actually have access to the other camera over here? Let's see here. The NVIDIA broadcast has that... I switch this to over here do I get it yes I do okay <clears throat> so if I do this like so this is the situation over here this wall right there is where I'm trying to move these stupid blinds over here but because this table is right next to that wall there is literally no space between that wall and this table and the CRT. So I have to come all the way around here. That table right there is right next to the wall over there. So I have to barely squeeze my fat ass through the back wall over there to get to this side so I can actually grab that wire, you know, the, the flip the blinds over here. But I didn't realize that half didn't have it. So I had to come back over here, squeeze my fat ass through here, come all the way back around to this side, fix these blinds over here. <laughs> And then come back all the way around again so that I can actually flip those blinds there. <sighs> That's what I did. 
Uh, a lot of the times when it gets dark without these lights, it's too dark. So I have to have the professional lighting. So the professional lighting has to be there. So uh, <clears throat> can't you stand over the chair and reach the top? Yeah, that might have actually worked now that you mention it. <laughs> Maybe that actually would have worked. <sighs> In any case, basically, I just turned my dining room into my streaming station. This is the dining room space. This is all dining room over here, basically. That's my living room over there. If you guys saw the stream on Kayane's stream uh, this past weekend, we were all set up over there in the living room. And so this is just the dining room. My kitchen's right there. That's why it's so easy for me to transition to go feed my cats. This is just the dining room space. And I have never used my dining room really for eating. So I was just like, I'll turn it into my stream station. And it works great. It works really, really wonderful as a streaming station area. So, because it's out of the way, I don't have to kill my living room or my bedroom or whatever like that. And so, it's actually, it's actually really nice how it's set up. However, the dining room space is really, really small. Right? Exactly, Drake's Revenge. It's a uh, really, really small, and this unit also has very, very, very little, uh, very little storage. And that's why my home is just bursting out with crap all over the place, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching here. For those of you who are on Twitch, obviously, I'm going to be continuing going with these other topics over here. But uh, for those of you here on YouTube, thank you guys for watching. And uh, please, please... Uh, like and subscribe if you enjoy this. Also, comment, com add a comment down there. Uh, how would you nerf Drive Rush? How would you nerf Drive Rush that isn't just like excising it from the game? How would you nerf it? Uh, let me know in the comments below if you've made it this far. If you've made it this far, thank you very much. Kudos to you guys. Uh, let me know in the comments that you made it to this point. And then uh, I will, uh, and please like and subscribe, and hope you guys are enjoying all the content that I've been putting out on the channel. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll continue to look for stuff. Sorry that I've been a little slow on the first attacks. Was really, really uh, busy this uh, past weekend. I just didn't have a chance to record anything. So hopefully I'll get a new first attack video for you guys very soon. In any case, uh, have a good night or morning, or afternoon, wherever you are when you're watching this on YouTube. I will see you guys next time. And remember, the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. your host James Chen aka Jay Chenzor. Uh, we are going to be looking at the new Rashid guide that Capcom has put out. This is obviously the first character guide they've released as for because this is the first DLC character but 
if we continue to see this pattern from Capcom, we should be very happy because they are, I mean, this guide is really nice. Like it's really detailed. It's not like here's these moves, but like literally they talk about like how you use them and stuff like that. So let's actually uh, go over here and take a look at this. So they just released this Rashid guide. Let's go through it one time without any sort of interruptions or anything like that. And then afterwards, I'll go through it a little bit slowly to add my uh, feedback and stuff like that. Uh, let's go. Oh, it's pretty much what's going to appear in the game. That's a good point, King99. Like the tutorials that they have, the character guides they have. It's a good point. So this is, it's interesting because the trailer made him look like he was going to be a very different character, but this guy actually makes him look a lot more similar than I was expecting it to be. all the same thank you Sudzoof you know what I mean you know what I mean oh my god Big Bird was right it was just the regular one oh my god They kept the fact that that eagle spike doesn't bounce away on hit because obviously Rashid has trouble getting in. I believe this is his theme, yes. So I was right in my guess last week when I said holding the button down was going to let him do that version of the tornado. So that became his V-Trigger basically. That was his V-Trigger 2, the EX version. Because now his V-Trigger 2 is this. V-Trigger 2 is basically the, uh, the uh, V-Trigger 2, his OD version I should say. This move looks crazy. Dude, I love the fact that he can use this move, we'll see later on, to kick the V-Trigger 1, dude. Like, that's gross. V-Skill 1, but it looks like V-Skill 1 only works on this. Can he not do this out of regular Tornado? That's what it seems like, that he only has it on that kick. 
and that's his uh, V-Skill 1 follow-up kick. Yep. Yeah, exactly, Lord Voss. That's what it seems like right now. Spear of the Wind. <laughs> Jesus, this is the move that makes everybody cry. I cry every time it's this move. Air mobility, baby. Now, this will also probably being uh, this will probably be uh, force knockdowns on these moves here, just like Cami dive kick will probably be like force knockdowns uh, if you do manage to hit him out of it. Jesus, that also looks like it's gonna combo into level two. By the way, I'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm sorry for everybody listening at home. We're just watching the video right now. You can probably watch along at home if you guys wanted to. So he's got an anti-air level one super. Right, okay, good to know. However, obviously it doesn't do as much damage as they mentioned here, because normally if you hit it regularly, you get that whole damage. Oh yeah, you're right, the classic outfit, that's true. I didn't even notice that. Good call, j Dog. Dude, this is wild. This part is wild right here. This is Isar, this is his V-Trigger 1. But it looks like it's gonna give him all the same shenanigans that he has, and even after she blocks it, it stays there? So does it continue to power her up? I'm not sure. To continue to power up his stuff, I'm not sure. But this is the part that's gross right here, I think. Oh no, not yet, not yet. But yeah, the fact that he gets a speed boost, and I love the fact that they actually added an effect to, 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 to make it more obvious that he gets the boost. This is the part that that's gross. Yo. You can kick Isar with that move and then still follow it up. Oh. He's probably still gonna be plus on that situation. And then the level three. I tell you, man, Gachakun, Oil King, Big Bird, all those guys are probably so happy right now. Uh, dude, wall jumping inside the tornado is such a sick thing. Like, honestly, Rashid is really sick. Rashida. <laughs> uh. 
Alright, so let's go through this little by little slowly here. So, unleash multiple chops while spinning. This is a spinning mixer. Useful combos and sequences. Also makes for great anti-air attack. This looks like how it was before. But do we... Have we confirmed if it can be extended or not by mashing buttons? Uh, I, it hasn't looked different yet. So, I don't know if it has that extension option. Because we've never seen the light one knock down here, right? So, obviously, the... The light one would knock down if you actually had the extended one. And it doesn't seem like he gets the extension off of those things anymore. Right, if you could mash it would tell you. So I don't think that's an option anymore. That one's crazy. That's crazy that he can get a juggle off of that, off of the medium spinning mixer. And then the heavy one still works. It, it, it'll beat out incoming. God Damn it! The fact that it hits cross up. All Zangief players so mad right now. So mad. Like even if they let Zangief's Lariat hit cross ups, Zangief will still be the worst character in the game. That's all we ask for. Let us hit the goddamn cross ups. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, Sonic the Blur. <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, if you missed it, it'll be up on YouTube. No problem. Uh, he's uh, Sonic the Blur says, with the bits, thank you for the bits. Say to come out and find out if footsies are real or just a myth. They tried to scare me from the game. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. It does not put him back in front again, as you can see here. As you can see here, it actually uh, hits behind him, and then he falls the other direction, so... There you go. At least it doesn't pop him back the other direction. EX Spinning Mixer, of course, is his wake-up DP. So uh, no, no changes here. Uh, very, very much the same. So Street Fighter V, the Lariat still hit cross-ups, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it still did. So this is the Eagle Spike. And you can see when it hits, it looks like you could get some pressure off of it, especially off of the stronger ones. But again, on block, dude, look at this. That, dude, what is it with them in this game and these charging attacks being so terrifying? Block, heavy block, like heavy Blanca ball is the one that's hard to punish. It's light and medium Blanca balls that are very punishable. But heavy Blanca ball being hard to punish? Freaking heavy eagle spike being hard to punish? Honda headbutt being hard to punish? What is what what is going on here, dude? Oh my god! And yeah, see, he gets pressure off of this stuff. It looks like he definitely gets plus frames after this. When you look at this, oh boy! And then overdrive nails someone with those to launch your opponent into the air, leaving them wide open for follow-ups. You can get a side switch on hit, so it's your go-to move when you need a way out. Sorry, uh, audio listeners, I forgot to read the other panels out, but I'm not going to go back and do that. So, uh, And then, of course, the whirlwind shot. Spin quickly to whip up a whirlwind before launching it with a kick. Can be powered up by holding the attack button. Again, love the new animation. Love the new Love what you've done with the new animation. I mean, I love the way that he just like flips like that. It's so cool, dude. 
Uh, the strength of the button used will change the distance and trajectory of the shot. The light version is great for checking your opponent from a distance. And if you see someone trying to jump on you, oh, interesting, light goes far and heavy goes up? That seems backwards to me. This seems really backwards to me. Boy, if I played Rashid, that would probably mess me up for at least the start of trying to learn the character. Oof. Whatever button you go for, holding it down will increase both the number of hits and the damage of the shot. Once you've got wind swirling around your feet, your powered up whirlwind is ready to go. Also important to thing to note, they've added that ability for him to create the tornado next to him. And if you notice on the regular shots, he does not create that little uh, transparent tornado. But whenever you charge it down, he creates that tornado next to him. And so, oh, we are close to a hype train. Nice. Hype train. Let's go. Hype train. Uh, subs, bits, things like that. Uh, but he creates that little tornado next to him. And that will power up a lot of his special moves and such. So it actually says, uh, once you've got the wind swirling around your feet, your powered up whirlwind is good to go. The OD version fires a whirlwind straightforward. Again, like I said, that's his V trigger two. Hey, wash, wash, wash. Thank you for the sub. Appreciate it very much. Uh, don't miss your chance to follow up if it lands. So apparently you could do that. Dash up. Dude, it pops you so high. Why? Yo, Fallen Out gifted a tier one sub to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, I hope you are enjoying my stream. Hope you uh, enjoy this, and uh, yeah, um, uh, it is once again time for me to ask of you, isn't that what the meme is? <laughs> it is time once again for me to ask of you, uh, and shout out to the meme scene for the continued subscription over here. But yeah, look how high this OD tornado pops you up. Bam! Look at that. So the fact that he can do it from full screen on the full charge, dash up. So it's the full charge that bounces him up higher. Okay. So if you look when he throws the OD one right here, it bounces him, but not very high. But if he charges it all the way, look how high it bounces him. And you have like 10 years to combo off of that. That's crazy. Uh, and then, of course, you can throw the fireball. Oh, the OD one goes through, right, of course. Standard. And then here we go. Arabian Cyclone. This is the new move. Even though it looks like he shoots a tornado at his feet, he's not actually doing it. It's just creating a little bit of a, a tornado that sits in place, but it allows him to do all these follow-ups right here. So a spinning kick attack that summons a, a whirlwind in front of you. The move, whoops. The move can be followed up with two different movement techniques. Right, so now he can air dash. Now, this one's great as it is for attack sequences, but you're missing out if you skip on the motility options it opens up. Looking to close the distance, start a close range sequence, or extend a combo, this is the move for you. First up is wing stroke. So he throws this and immediately hops forward and flies at you. This will send you soaring gracefully through the air towards your opponent. You can launch jump attacks out of it too for a nasty mix-up. I don't know how many people can hear that sigh that just came out of me. Okay, Fallen Out obviously heard it as he typed sigh in the chat. The thing about this though is we haven't seen what's the earliest he can hit the button, right? Can he hit a jump attack right away or does he have to travel a certain amount of time? 
if it has to travel a certain amount of time, then it might actually be a little bit more fair. Distance doesn't mean a thing with the wind on your side. Chase after a launched opponent and unload a combo on them from this, and you're bound to make some highlight reels. Because if you can't hit a button right away and you see it and you check it, it'll probably be a force knockdown. You could probably get a good combo off of it. So doing this raw just adds to the uh, adds to the mental stack. However, it looks slow enough that you can react to it. Hardest part is now you're going to have to be looking for this or just the empty roll afterwards, right? But I think a button will probably stop both of them. But there you go. You see him use it as a combo into a knockdown after the air jumping heavy kick. And next we have rolling assault. This one's perfect for slipping under a higher projectile. So they basically took away the ability to cancel his whirlwind shot into V-Skill 1. But now it has to be this Arabian move. Arabian, what was the move called again? Uh, is it just Arabian Cyclone? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's just called Arabian Cyclone. Okay. So it's just Arabian Cyclone that can be canceled into it now. So if you actually want to do that pressure up close into the roll for uh, pressure, you have to use Arabian Cyclone, not Whirlwind Shot, basically. And next we have Rolling Assault. This one's perfect for slipping under higher projectiles. If they're ever giving you trouble, then break out an Arabian Cyclone and roll. Using Rolling Assault out of a heavy Arabian Cyclone, and even if it's blocked, you'll be able to keep up your offense. Again, this is what he did in Street Fighter V, was cancel into the tornado, into the roll, and then he was plus frames after that. So... They gave Rashid the ability to be plus frames on this again. And for sure, when you look at this over here, he rolls. He is definitely in throw range. So I don't know if it's going to be plus one. Because if it's plus one, like Dragon Lash, then, it, then jabs will beat the throws. But then if you jab every time, he will jab you first and land a combo like on this, basically. Yeah, I did see it on the top left, but I, I wasn't sure if like Arabian Cyclone was the name of the follow-up or something like that. I wasn't sure if it changed at that point. Uh, and last but not least is Nail Assault which is the V-Skill roll into kick that he used to have, V-Skill 1. A nice move for keeping opponents in check. Try to hit them with the tip. It's also a good follow-up option to tag launched opponents a short distance away. Yep. So they show the combo where he launches them into plap kick like that. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for the level 1 hype train, everybody. Woo! Uh, and then the overtrive version. Connecting with this launches the opponent, making it a breeze. Ha <laughs> ha! Get it? to get the combo party started. It'll also whip up an air current just like the whirlwind shot. So yeah, it creates that tornado next to him so he gets uh, follow-ups there. Mm -hmm. And you see right there how the spinning mixer got enhanced and hit way more times, right? So boom, boom, and now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, whatever, a, a bunch of hits there. So, and then what is that move? They never even, so that's just a normal move out of his run, so it's not a special, but that one where he slides through you, but it shows you that he can get people out of the corner if he wanted to, which means he can get out of the corner himself. I'm just wondering what the frame data is on block. So Arabian Sky High, performing a spinning kick in midair that creates an air current that you then use to perform a midair jump. It's possible to perform jump attacks after the midair jump. This, so first of all, what is this thing that he does on the ground first, where he does a movement option hop, like he's doing this little somersault 
kicky thing into an immediately immediate leap forward, and then he double jumps. Dude, it's so weird looking. How many jumps does he do? So he like rolls here. He, it's like a little mini two jumps. Like you see him bounce and then he jumps again, right? This move lets you change up your timing midair on jump-ins, throwing off your opponent's game. You can also use it to cook up some aerial combos. Ugh. But, I mean, it does look like he's forced to do the double bounce. So it's not... If it was only one jump, it would probably be super broken. But the way that it is... The way that it's double like that. So he has to do the kick and then he does the double jump. Probably makes it a little bit more fair. And like I said, almost guaranteed this is a force knockdown state. Almost guaranteed this is a force knockdown state. Right. The fact that you've got the different distances and timings. So it says the timing distance of the mid-air jump will change depending on the strength of the button used. But once you get used to the hang of that, there'll be no stopping you. It's going to be really strong for sure. Having the ability to change your jump arc in any Street Fighter game is really powerful. But again, he's a lot more committed to it than Jamie or Cammy is on their dive kicks. So uh, is it going to be better than their dive kicks? Not sure. We'll find out once we get, I mean, because, uh, you know, before Rashid in Street Fighter V, when he had, like, enhanced spinning mixers, he could do follow-ups in the air. So if he does an enhanced medium spinning mixer, can then he do the bounce around, you know, etc. So is he going to get a lot of tricky movement options? Now, the one thing I'm going to say is that, remember, what we all saw from the original Zangief trailers and from people messing with him on that media day is that everybody was like, oh my God, Zangief looks broken. And then he came out and all of us were like, yo, Zangief sucks. And so now uh, Rashid definitely looks broken here, but we'll find out. Hardest part is that looking at all this, it's hard not to think that this character is going to be strong. It's hard not to think that, honestly. Yeah, look at that. From screen away, he can go get to you. And then the, the oh, overdrive version, you'll move much faster out of this one. So it should be easier to use. Land it and the follow-up will smash your opponent into the ground, setting you with an advantage. So it sounds like the EX one can only do that little dive kicky follow-up. It sounds like he doesn't have the choice of it. So it sounds like that has to happen on the EX maybe. Because it says land it and the follow-up will smash your opponent into the ground. The other ones, they all said you could choose whichever kick... You want it, you could choose whatever jump attack you wanted, but this one seems like it might be fixed. Oof. Yeah, there's an example right there, right? He used the the powered up. Yeah, so he did power up EX spinning mixer, which allowed him then to link into that EX version over there. But again, that's four blocks to do that combo right there. What about broken in the other way, JC Stereo? You mean just bad? <laughs> like he's not good or like actually busted and we should ban him from Evo kind of thing? Uh, if you're a miss or your opponent blocks it, don't forget you can pass backwards on, the, on to clip the distance of the jump down so you won't fly as far. That's so crazy. He does have an Air Eagle Spike in 5, but they didn't mention it here at all. So here we go. Here's a super, the super Rashid kick. Offload a devastating kick while soaring forward and up through the air. Landing the initial hit on a grounded opponent will increase the move's damage. Again, 
So as an anti-air, I mean, level ones already don't do a lot of damage. So the fact that they're saying that this level one out of the air doesn't do as much damage, I would imagine this is not a huge amount of damage. Like, yeah, you have this anti-air level one from across the screen, potentially, but I have a funny feeling when you get hit by it, unless it like kills you, you're probably just gonna be like, ow, oh, now I'm a full screen, but whatever. They made him a streamer. <laughs> uh, it's just a constant theme now, right? It's just like a lot of people like to do this. You can't go wrong with this as a combo ender or anti-air move, but using it as a counterattack or after one of your normal attack hits is where it shines. Land a clean hit, score more damage, and let him know. Sweet, right? <laughs> Gotta do the Rashid voice. Because all these tutorials are, are in the assumption that the character is giving you these things, right? Sweet, right? Kick out with both legs to create a large advancing whirlwind. Movements or special moves that make contact with the whirlwind will have their properties changed. So this is Isar. This is level two. You can use a slow-moving whirlwind to cover you, but canceling into this move at close range can help you pull off some cool attack sequences and combos. How you use this one's going to come down to your own personal style. Blocked, and then there's that. Barely was that the neutral jump one that got sucked over? Yeah, I think that's the neutral jump that got sucked over over there on block. Run gains a speed boost if you pass through the whirlwind and jump and jumps through it will travel faster and further. The whirlwind can put new twists <laughs> on how some the whirlwind can put new twists on how some special moves come out too, all while increasing the damage. Now you see him go through there. Oof. I know they have him beating up on the other wind character. Lily is just like, I feel I hear the calling of the wind, and Rashid's like, pick up your damn phone. <laughs> For instance, hit the whirlwind with Arabian Cyclone. Oh, I can't believe they let him do this. And you'll send Isar flying right at your opponent like a projectile. If someone's trying to put space between them and the whirlwind, surprise them with this trick. I can't believe they let him do this. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. And he flies at them. So he cancels the... He kicks the Isar and then cancels it into the flight. And even if it blocked, I think Rashid will actually get pressure on that. The Soul Calibur girl, Talum? Yeah, exactly, like Talum. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, she's a lot more like Talum than I thought. God, this thing is... Wow, Isara's gonna be strong. But again, spending level twos like that is, is interesting, right? Some characters, like... It's not worth it. In some characters, it's great, right? Like, for example, Feng Shui Engine is good. A lot of the installs are good. Um, Guiles is really good, etc., uh, etc. Et so, uh, but then there are some characters, literally like Cami. Like, I never use her level two. God, get this move down, and you'll really feel like you're a master of the winds. If you want to freestyle unique sequences, this is the move for you. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to say that it's that time again. Oh, oh, you showed up. Hi, Nathan. 
Hi, Nathan. Oh, look at the kitty. Look at the kitty. The kitty is here. Kitty is unamused. Hi, Nathan. Oh, hi, Nathan. There you go. There you go. I will torture you no longer. All right, let's get back to this video. <coughs> the best stream kitty. Damn right. Oh, my God. Wait. So there's that flip again. There's that flip again. What is this move? What is this move? He has an extra movement flippy option that side switches. <laughs> that side switches. Uh, amazing chest. I'm a color commentator, so all of my lines are really very generic. I only have specific lines for Cami and Zangief because uh, for the color commentators, they, they asked uh, me which two characters I wanted to have custom lines for. And I said Cami and Zangief. So those are the only two characters that I actually have lines for. Uh, but outside of that, I have no lines for anybody else. So uh, I will not have to, I will not record any new lines for Rashid or anything like that, so. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, all of the commentators in the game are technically colored commentators, right? I think every single one of them are. <laughs> Anyways. All right, Altair, this is his level three. Turn around and summon a whirlwind that lifts up your opponent before Rashid barrages them with a series of powerful blows. A versatile move, perfect for combos, reversals, and a way of dealing with projectiles. There's really not much to add to this level three. This epic move requires a full super art gauge, but there are a lot of opportunities to land it, and it's got style for miles. <laughs> it's got style for miles! You don't want to miss with this, though, so use it in response to projectile. Anyways, if you're aiming for the combo route, you can go into it from a special move after connecting with a normal attack bot. Command launching your opponent into the air first and then dropping this on them for a sure hit. Yeah. And then the wind pose, which I thought he was posing, but he's actually chasing after his camera. It's about to blow it away. Uh, but there you go. That's Rashid. And yeah, does Rashid look potentially broken based off of this trailer? He looks hella good. <laughs> he looks hella good. So yeah, we definitely are worried here. But um, are we going to see a... Uh, are we going to see a giant army of Rashids at EVO? Might be. We might actually see a lot of Rashids at EVO given the way that he looks right now. It's actually kind of scary. But is he Ken good? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out soon. So, uh, yeah. And that's just like J-Dog says, not much of the cast hasn't looked hella good early on, though. Like, I still don't understand how people don't think Blanca's, like, top five. Like, you just look at that character. Yeah, he had the, the, the EX spinning mixer, the OD spinning mixer, is still an Invincible re Reversal Factory Worker one. Honestly... Give Kim back her OD reversal. I don't even think she would be like top tier if she had it. I don't think you need to take hers away anymore. Like I think as a patch, you probably should just give it back to her. Uh, honestly, I think it would be fine. 
Uh, probably after Evo, though. Just wait till after Evo. They'll probably come out with a balance patch. Just give her her OD Tatsu back. Just let her regular Tatsu be an anti-air again. I think it'll be fine. It's actually turned out that the characters... I mean, I don't know if it was they nerfed her because of all the complaints during beta. But, again, this is why... I mean, I want to joke that my character got betaed again like it always happens. But I still think Kim is good, so whatever. <laughs> Uh, but there you go. So that's Rashid. Uh, so I don't know. Hey, YouTube guys, let me know. Do you think Rashid looks super broken? Please comment in the chat below. Uh, and let me know if you think he looks broken or not. Uh, and if maybe if you're going to Evo, are you going to play the character? <laughs> are you going to take him in here? Or are you just going to laugh the hell out of how to beat this guy, man? But uh, in any case, uh, that's it for going over Rashid here. Hope you guys really enjoyed a little bit of that deep dive and speculation. We'll find out soon enough. He comes out in six days. Uh, so get ready for that. Get ready for the turbulent wind. Uh, <laughs> Akuma's going to throw three air fireballs and go in all different directions. Seriously, dude. Oh, man. Uh, but in any case, hope you guys have enjoyed the content that I've been putting up. Uh, if you want to see what my discussion about footsies was, uh, go check that out. should be up on YouTube already. And then in a, uh, this will be up eventually here. We'll talk about the new drive rush input in just a little bit. Uh, that's coming with the Rashid patch. But uh, outside of that, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys really enjoyed the show today. Hope you guys uh, are having a good day and are ready for some Evo, even if you're not going. If, I hope you're ready for some Street Fighter Six absolute mayhem at Evo. It is going to be wild times over there. Um, but outside of that, take care. And the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Chenzor and Capcom just dropped a quite a bomb on us actually we had no idea that this was coming out and uh, lo and behold they have a quality of life change that they added to Street Fighter 6 they're adding a new input for drive rush cancels so drive rush is of course do the drive parry which is the two medium buttons medium kick and medium punch and then double tap forward to dash out of the drive parry well to do drive rush cancel they say we don't need to make you hit the buttons we're just gonna have it so you just have to dash well now they've added the opposite according to Capcom into coming into this next patch where you don't need to do the, 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 the dash part, you only need to do the drive parry part. Because normals cannot be canceled into drive parries like they can be canceled into drive impacts, 
They're making it now. If you press medium punch and medium kick during a cancelable boom, cancelable move, you will automatically drive rush cancel. Essentially, they're trying to make it a lot easier for people to drive rush cancel uh, out of their normals because canceling out of lights has been really kind of difficult. I know a lot of people have been trouble even out of mediums and crouching mediums because you know the diagonals on the dashes kind of mess things up. And I get why they don't want to make that a little bit more lenient because that might accidentally mess up dash inputs in neutral and stuff. So I'm sure they wanted to keep that from happening. So this is kind of their way to make up for it. Now, you know, are they also trying to remove some sorts of option selects that maybe we can't think of that this might ruin or something? Maybe, I don't know. But uh, they say it's a quality of life change and it's gonna be very, very easy to do. And, and yeah, accessibility, it's gonna make it a lot easier for some people who have harder times because of hand issues or anything like that. Like I gotta imagine someone like Broly Legs, for example, will welcome this change a lot, right? Being able just to hit the drive parry button, which everybody probably has a macro for already uh, on pads. And so being able just to do like crouching light punch, crouching light punch, hit a button to drive cancel. I mean, we're all gonna have to gain new muscle memory for this, but it's going to be very, very convenient and very, very nice. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a Roman cancel macro from Guilty Gear or a, uh, or a uh, dash macro. Although the Guilty Gear dash macro is literally a dash command that doesn't exist anywhere else. Uh, like if you press it, it doesn't actually double tap the controller. It just inputs a, a dash. <laughs> this will probably actually just be a, uh, I mean, you're just pressing medium punch and medium kick. So it's just the drive parry command over there, but it's gonna make things a lot easier. And I think, uh, I mean, while I enjoyed the execution aspect of the drive rush cancels with the double, tap like there are certain parts of it that are kind of like uh fun like it, it can get pretty fun once you get used to it especially if you're an execution guy like me but i totally get why they want to do this and yeah being able to light cancel into drive rush is going to be a lot easier crouching meeting kicks it's going to be scary on os's uh i mean while you're just with punish it like with os's like stand medium kick tap tap already existed but just being able to do stand medium kick and then just hit the drive parry command it's going to be really nice if the opponent walks into it then you just pretty much get the drive rush automatically and you don't have to mess up the direction of the controller you're holding and stuff now i do want to mention however that they did say oh yeah drake's revenge i'm still waiting for that drive impact quality of life patch and what's interesting is that i swear keats and i are on like some sort of like holy war right now, like trying to make it so that drive uh, impact can be done with light kick medium punch or light kick and heavy punch. Because he wants heavy punch, I want medium punch. Uh, but to be fair, the reason why Keats wants that on heavy punch is because then light kick plus medium punch could also be uh, uh, drive parry. So it could be either one of them, right? I just want it on medium punch because that's the easiest one to hit. So I think that would work for drive parry. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that they should just have two settings in uh, trait and your controller settings for it, which is turn on alternate inputs for drive impact and drive parry. And then a second one is swap the input, right? So literally 
you know, by default, it's medium punch for parry and heavy punch for impact. But if you click the, but if you pick swap the inputs, then it becomes medium punch for impact and heavy punch for parry. I think that's a good way to make it. And then also, that doesn't allow you to assign other things to that macro, right? That doesn't allow you to assign other things to that macro. It's only reserved for drive impact and drive parry. Uh, dude, I know Henry Kill Killis. I try to use my pinky, but the problem is, like, it actually hurts, like, to keep my pinky up there. My hand isn't very fluid. I feel like I get carpal tunneled, and I don't even type regular. When I piano, I play piano, I don't even play piano with proper fingering. I'm all about very loose. So, like, when I play, like, my hand is always relaxed and stuff like that. I never do the, the frozen in one position kind of thing. And so, like, my pinky is almost always resting, like, down here when I play, you know, or it floats around like this. But having it over that, and especially, I'm, I, don't, I don't play on a hitbox, so the buttons are bigger and they're further apart and I have smaller hands. So the pinky doesn't work for me very well. Uh, it doesn't work very well at all. So... Um, uh, I mean, it wouldn't make a difference if it was a macro version or not, to be honest with you. It doesn't make a difference, uh, JC Stereo. It's just, I can't hit that button over there. I can't hit those buttons. I mean, I've moved to the right six buttons now, and I'm, I have drive impact on light kick now, so I can hit it with my thumb, and I still can barely react to hitting that button. Like, when I see a drive impact that I'm not expecting, I still can't hit that button in reaction, you know? And there's a lot of players that do. When we were playing this weekend, I saw, I asked Kayane, I asked Sherry, I asked Alex Myers. All of them were reacting to drive impacts that came out of nowhere. And I was like, were you anticipating those? And they were like, no, that was 100% just reaction. As soon as I saw it, I could hit the right buttons to counter it. And it's just like that part is frustrating to me because literally this mechanic is so harmful to the people like me who have really terrible reactions. <laughs> oh man, dude, pad player, dude, trust me, I've thought about it. I've actually thought about it a lot. But uh, in any case, the new drive rush input just working with those two buttons, I think it's a good idea. I think it's really, really good. Um, I don't think it'll be confusing for new players, Henry Killis, because if you, like I said, by default, have it turned off. Have it turned off. And even if we want to add an advanced menu in controller settings, because I think this is a good idea too, because while they add that in there, they can also add the negative edge input and let you turn that on and off during regular button config. I don't know why you can't do that. Why do I have to jump out to the main menu and go to the configuration there to turn on negative edge when that option is literally there in the menu but just grayed out? You can hide a bunch of stuff behind an advanced setting thing and uh, maybe even change the input buffer window, right? Like if you hate the fact that if I do like 360, walk up, walk up, walk up, jab. Oh, he whiffed the SPD. Like, if you want to lower the window, because Mortal Kombat does that, uh, NRS games give you the option to change that window. Like, you could hide a bunch of advanced options there, and I think that would be a really, really uh, uh, great. Um, dude, neg I have negative edge turned on. I prefer it much, much, much more. Dude, dude, what Forrest says, look, Capcom, 
if somehow, somehow Capcom see this, or if someone wants to clip this and tweet it at Capcom, please let me redo your menus. Please let me redo your menus. Because your menus are a travesty right now. And there are ways to make them better. I'm good at UI. That was literally one of my jobs uh, at, my la at my last job. I will write everything down, figure out how to organize them, categorize them. I'm OCD like that. I enjoy that kind of thing. And I will figure out a way to make them as intuitive as possible. Trust me. Uh, Henry Killis, negative edge is the ability to activate special moves and supers by button release. So basically in the old games, they made it so that if you like tap a button, press and release, when you try to do a fireball, it gave you a better chance that that move would actually come out. Now in this game, they do repeat the buttons for two extra frames, so or three or four extra frames, so the input buffer makes it so that negative edges aren't na as necessary, but there are some situations where negative edge does actually still matter. Uh, I can't remember, I think it might have been Hatson or Automatic or someone that mentioned it, but uh, there are situations where it's helpful. So uh, I love Negative Edge, so I have that on. But the fact that we can't change it on or off while configuring our buttons, like, why? <laughs> why? 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 It's there. Like, it's literally there in the menu. We just can't change it. Why? <laughs> Uh, downsides to negative edge, yes. There's uh, very much downside. So for example, if I do low forward fireball, but if I happen to let go of the kick button before I press the punch button for the fireball, I might come out with Ken Funky Kick or I might come out with Ryu Donkey Kick because I accidentally activate it with negative edge. I've gotten so used to holding buttons down or tapping buttons really fast that that's not a problem for me. So I don't run into it a lot, but for newer players, it can definitely still be an issue. So, um, uh, but yeah, the new, sorry, we're supposed to be talking about the new drive rush input. I think the new drive rush input is good. I, I think it'll help a lot of people. Like I said, I, I'm gonna mess with it, see how much it becomes the go-to. Like, am I still gonna double tap a lot of them because it feels natural to me? Or is it just gonna get to a point where I don't even use the dash command anymore and I'm only using the drive, uh, the new uh, quality of life input change here? It's gonna be really interesting, but it's, uh, it's not gonna change a lot. I, that's right, I was gonna say, I really needed to establish that you can only do it if your joystick is in neutral or at forward. Neutral or at forward. So no, charge characters do not get new routes. They do not get to dash while holding back or down back. They do not get new routes for their uh, drive rush combos. You have to lose charge in order to drive rush. That is something that is uh, guaranteed at that point. So there you go. So that's something I wanted to make sure. Uh, does it work while holding down forward? Uh, not sure yet, because by the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like any down input works. So the way that they stated it, it sounds like even holding straight down won't work, and so I'm assuming down forward and down back won't work either, because then it would be almost too convenient to be able to be in a blocking position and just be like, ha ha! Of course down back's not gonna work, because then you would be able to maintain charge as well, so. 
Uh, the new input's still gonna take three bars. It's just a drive rush cancel uh, Omniblast. It's just an alternate way to input the drive rush cancel. It's not a new mechanic. It's just a new input. That's it. Um, so yeah, so no charge down either. Yeah, that's even more reason why they won't let down or down forward work. So it has to be neutral, it has to be forward. The English tweet did not mention that, but the Japanese tweet mentioned specifically neutral and forward. So I believe those are gonna be the only options to be able to do that. All right, so uh, again, I, I, it's, just, it's crazy to do this right before Evo, but again, what's nice about this is it really doesn't change the game, it doesn't change tiers it doesn't change power levels it just allows people to have access to something that they're having a little bit of trouble with so i think this is a fine change to put before evo uh i still think the 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 light kick plus medium punch input also falls into that category please capcom give me my alternate drive impact input please 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 uh, dude I know this has nothing to do with this drive rush input thing, but drive impacts are literally making me miserable. And the reason why they're making me miserable is not that I get hit by them all the time. It's just more that I know that as a mechanic, like I hate the fact that people have to drill holes into their stick or learn a new layout outside of the one that they've been playing for 20 years to be able to try to fight against this drive impact, you know? and. It, 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 as I mentioned, a high fight, there's a certain, like a lot of fighting games, you're either, you're, like if your execution is not good, you can make up for it in other ways. If your uh, reactions are bad, you can make up for it in other ways, right? Drive impact literally is the mechanic that there's no other way to make up for it except it's just reactions. It's literally just reactions. And so you've basically invented this mechanic that a whole sect of people out there cannot fight it and the punishment of it is huge. It's ginormous. You, I mean, I lose entire matches because I didn't counter one drive impact and I die. Uh, it is harder on stick. It is definitely harder on stick, so. Well, see, here's the thing, Factory Worker 1. I use that drive impact test all the time. I do just fine in it. Those tests don't... Like, I've, I've actually enhanced those tests my own way. I've enhanced those tests so that I created two other options where the training dummy whiffs buttons, and I have to whiff punish those. And I turn those on to happen way more often than the drive impact. So I have to focus on whiff punishing these moves and then still be able to drive impact on reaction out of nowhere. Yeah, it's 26 frames. I do think it should be a little bit longer. I, I really do think it should be a little bit longer. Or if you block it in the corner instead of dying, maybe you lose an extra block of your drive gauge. And then when you're burned out, then if you block it, you get stunned. But the fact that you get comboed for it, you know, because that's the other thing too, is that that's not created equal either. Because some characters, when they bounce you off the wall like that, get ridiculous setups and are great. Like Cammy, 
Like, I'll tell you this right now. When I drive impact someone into the wall with Cammy, you get nothing. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Could you guys just hear that meow all of a sudden out of nowhere? I've never heard Nathan just meow like that while wandering, walking around. <laughs> Hi, Nathan. Oh, oh. Uh, but yeah, uh, I have like Cammy doesn't get much off of it, honestly. Uh, so like, it's it's annoying. It's annoying. I, I hate this. I hate the drop. Like if I'm Kimberly, like let's go, cause I get all sorts of cool setups off of that. Oh, come here. Oh. He doesn't have a choice, Code Box Game. Who asks, does he let me kiss him? He looks so mortified. It's that time again. I mean, if they made it two hits to break, it might actually be useless. This is probably why they've balanced it to three. Uh, but I don't know. Like, like I said, my change would be so that if you block it when you're not burned out, you just bounce off the wall and lose an extra block and maybe are just in a state in which you're forced to block again. So you can't reversal after that situation, but you're in a special state that... It's like a Guilty Gear guard crush, right? You can't do anything. You have to take the next block no matter what. Uh, so you have to deal with pressure and mix-ups, but you, you don't get comboed off of it. Hi. Is there a way to set drive reversal as a block reversal option in training mode? Yes, there is a memory leak. If you set them to block uh, towards the bottom, there is an option for... Drive reversal, uh, delaying it by a few frames, and also changing the number of blocks they have to block before they actually drive reversal. Uh, it's there, memory leak. It's there. Any case, oh, God, Nathan is rubbing his head all over my hands. Look at this. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, there's no way to make up for the reaction to the drive impact because if I sit there and I get put into the corner... So like I was playing Kayane this weekend and I was doing really well against her until she realized I'm old and she could drive impact me to death. And so <laughs> it's nothing to do with age. I don't want to make that joke anymore. It's nothing to do with age. But she realized I can't react to drive impact. So she would get me in the corner and drive impact me and I'd die. And then I was like, okay, every time I get put in the corner, I'm going to wait for the drive impact. And she was like, okay, now your footsies have degraded so badly because your hand is like floating over the drive impact button and you're only looking out for one thing that I can just basically destroy you in footsies. And so like I don't have, like everybody else who was playing who had the reaction basically were a, oh yeah, I know that post Drake's Revenge. Uh, but everybody else who can drive impact on reaction, they can play normal and still drive impact. When I have to anticipate drive impact, the rest of my game goes to shit. 
So it's just like, it's, it's, it's not a situation where it's like, just anticipate it and you'll be fine. Because if I anticipate it, my entire game goes to shit. Like, I just don't even play neutral anymore, right? Like, I can't play it anymore because I don't have my hands rested in the normal position that I'm in. So, uh, I mean, I'm old and I struggle with DI, but like I said, if I was young, I'd be struggling with DIs as well. So, uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I went to the training mode and I grabbed this controller and I had drive impact over here. And the fact that my finger is there the entire match while I'm focusing on doing this, I can hit this anytime. I mean, people have joked that for the controller to like do one of those old school arcade things and like build a button on the top of the joystick over here. So when I'm actually playing, I can just like play like this and every time I see a drive impact, I can just be like, <laughs> like or a trigger right here, you know, so I can use a different hand. That's another thing that makes it so much stronger that a lot of people don't realize is one hand now is playing the game. The other one is only focused on drive impact. One of the craziest things that I don't think a lot of people talk about is the fact that one hand is responsible for both of those things makes it hard for some of us, honestly. Yeah, I've had the macro here, Dash Rendar. I've had the macro here. Now I currently have the macro here, and it makes almost no difference. It hasn't mattered where I put the macro. I cannot react to it. And I think it's also because your, it's, your right hand is doing everything. When I'm sitting here over here, and as soon as I see the drive impact, I can just send a signal to this arm to do something. And I just hit the button, you know what I mean? Like, instead of, I'm in the middle of this, oh, drive impact, reconfigure my right hand to be drive impacts in particular. You know, like, dude, I, I kind of want to do a pedal. And people have also joked about a voice activation one, so whenever I see it, I can go, fuck! And then it would actually drive impact counter for me just based off of verbal commands, you know? Because I definitely complain about it before I get hit all the time. <laughs> And so it actually really, really work. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if there was a way on a joystick to make it so that I could drive impact on this side, like this would be nice, but I don't know how to do it, honestly, to be honest with you. Like what would be the best way to do this? Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, seriously, I just need a second player to sit there the whole time with the foot pedal. <laughs> and just as soon as they see it, they press the foot pedal for me. Uh, I need a second human being to do this, dude. Uh. <sighs> but yeah, I swear I want to do the rock back uh, drum kit pedal, dude. But, you know, people are like, oh, if it's voice activated and I'm playing you in Evo, I'm just going to yell into your mic all the time. So, uh. But honestly, like, I need something. Because clearly with the controller, having a trigger button for drive impact is so nice because your finger is just there the entire time. And it doesn't matter what your right hand is doing. You just hit it with the left hand. You don't have to think about reconfigure my hand to pinky or press these two or whatever. It's just da -da -da -da, left hand do a thing, you know, and that's it. So I, I think it, that's another factor that makes it really, really easier. Uh, so... And again, this is why I don't like the way that this mechanic is working. 
because people are yelling at me because they're like, you refuse to use your pinky. You refuse to use the right six buttons. You refuse to use a drill, drill a hole into your controller. You're, you're the problem. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't want to use a different layout than the one that I've been using for 20 years. I don't feel like drilling a hole into my hardware and my pinky I've been using for a month and it's not working. Trust me, <laughs> I'm not being stubborn, okay? It's just that this mechanic is designed in a way that is really, really annoying to use. I'm sorry if you have good reactions, man. Like, seriously, if I had a button that was activated with my teeth or something, I don't know. I just need to offset it to something else, honestly. I just need to offset it to something else. Oh, man. Henry Killis, 40 years of playing arcade games and never using my pinky? It's not just about more time, man. It's not just about more time, dude. Oh, it's not gonna do it, dude. It's not gonna do it. Oh, man. Yeah, 40 more years. You're right. It's not, one month is not enough. 40 more years is what it's gonna take, honestly. <laughs> I don't hate pinkies. I can't use it. I can't make my pinky move. Like, literally, my brain is like, your pinky's too slow. Don't even try. Like, as soon as I see the drive impact, like, I'll be like, I need to press the button. And, like, my hand literally doesn't move. It doesn't move at all, dude. It's crazy. Pink. It's Pink's Hot Dog. Pinkies is a different thing. Pink is the name of the hot dog place. Mmm. Yeah, and the pinky is a stretch. And yeah, and that's the thing is I I have to carpal tunnel. I have to carpal tunnel my hand to do it, right? Because my hand is so small. So when I'm sitting here, I mean, this is this is why I had it set to here for a while. Because see how my hand actually fits here a little bit better? But like it's not working, but like in order to do it and I play like it's just, it feels very awkward to, to keep my pinky sitting here the entire, because the way I normally play is just like this. Like, I move my hand up and down, right? Like, if I want to hit medium kick, a lot of the times I just move my hand down like this. I move it up and down. If I could set both of these buttons to DI, that would be one thing. Uh, dude, I can't, dude, do you, do you, I can tell you right now, do you know how much this hurts? my hand, because how small my hand is, this actually, like, this is actually straining the muscles in my hand. Like, I can't reach it with the pinky. Like, literally, uh, with the ring finger. I literally can't. So, it, it actually hurts. Like, because I can feel myself stretching my hand beyond what's actually comfortable. I mean, you've seen the handbrakes, right? You've actually seen the handbrake stuff, right? Like this, I feel like, uh, God, do they actually, do I actually have a picture of this somewhere? Let 
Let me see if I can find it over here. Uh, like this is actually a legit mod that people are making for the joysticks to handle this situation, which is absolutely just the wildest thing to me. And again, like this is what we have to go through in order to make this all work, dude. Like it's crazy. Uh, let's see if I can find this here. Let's see, where's my tweet about this? Here we go. Let's see if I can find a picture of it. You know what, I'll search Twitter. See if this works here. God, I swear to God, I am the worst searcher in the world. Investigation cone is probably not around anywhere, huh? Because I cannot find a, a picture of it anywhere. <sighs> I don't... Un I try... I think too hard trying to, like, do these things, I swear. bad at doing searches for things like this. Alright, let's see if I can find it here somewhere. Here's a picture of, see, here's a picture of one of the mods that I do need. <laughs> Check this out here. I need that mod right there. Ah, uh... oh, yes, there it is. Is it called the D-Break? Is that why it's called? Is that what it's called? It's the D-Break. Weird. Uh, there we go. Here we go. It's called the D-Break is what it's called. There it is. So this is something that, that someone has invented here. 3D printed. And uh, this is what it looks like. Obviously, these are size for the uh, for the micro buttons here. There's probably bigger ones out there, but yeah, it's literally designed so you could just smash it with your hand, like you're just like bam and just hit it like this. You can probably rotate it at different angles and stuff like that. But 
this is just uh, like this is this is this is the extent that we're going to to try to solve this problem this is the extent that we're going to and it's just like it just seems like it's like I think that see for me this is more of a problem with drive impact as a mechanic than it is for uh, how to actually using it. So how does one know if they are resting on their laurels? I mean, if they're just, if they have the ability to do something and they don't, and they're just chilling there, they're definitely resting on their laurels. Uh, but like I said too, is that it's not even a problem for like a giant portion of the people playing the game. They can actually react to it, right? And so, like I said, if you just change it to that alternate input, and if I still can't react to it then, then that's on me. But I'll, I'll have to live with it. But as long as you change it so that I can just, while my hand is floating here like this, and playing fighting games, and then just, just do this, like as soon as I see a drive impact, just do this. It'll be so much easier. I mean, people used to make fun of me for saying like to buckle down or buckle up or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, to blink left eye for DI and right eye for DR. No, because then, then if your eye was itching, it'd be a problem. But I mean, like, it's really starting to set to the point where now we have to question everything, right? A foot pedal would absolutely be legal, but like, would that start opening doors of like what's ethical and what's not? Like, you know, are we gonna have to think about other things? I don't know, like, are we gonna have to start considering banning other things as well? Like, what What if I do play with two foot pedals? Is that too strong? I mean, or what, you know? It's like, ugh, crazy, dude. If you're willing to bring a foot pedal to tournaments, I'll give it to you. Yep, basically. What's the Potemkin controller, Lurker Spide? Do you have a link to that? I don't know if I've ever seen the Potemkin controller. Any case, I've gone way off tangent. It's not even about the new drive rush input. Uh, so let's just uh, call it a night here. Uh, hopefully uh, everyone's doing well. And again, if you enjoy the comment, like and subscribe. And uh, look, I'm not going to ask for suggestions on how to fix my drive impact problem. Because all I did was complain about it on Twitter. And everybody gave me suggestions. I wasn't even asking for suggestions. I was literally just complaining about it. And when I was like, I don't want to mod my stick. I don't want to change the thing. Someone was like, dude, why are you being so obtuse? You asked for all this advice and you're not listening to anybody. And I was like, did I ask for advice? I'm like, look at my tweet. I never asked for advice. <laughs> There was no point in time in which I was actually asking for advice. What the hell is this? Why is this a controller for Potemkin? What is this?
Dude, I just, I'm so confused. I, I don't even want to look at that anymore. It just looks like you're at a switchboard or something like that. Oh, so you can slide the Kara moves. Got it. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't have to go through this kind of effort to be able to use a mechanic that's so fundamental to the game. To be honest with you, like we shouldn't have to go through this, but here we are. So, any case, yeah, there's a new drive rush input. That's what we talked about all video long. <laughs> Anyways, I will uh, hope you guys are doing well, uh, and uh, hope you guys are. I hope you guys are having an easier time with Drive Impacts than I am. I mean, honestly, if you made it this far into the video, let me know if Drive Impacts are causing you as much problems as me. Because I kind of want to get a gauge of percentage of people. Like, is this a problem for half the people? 10% of the people? 1% of the people? Am I just like really bad at this? Or is it a problem for, you know, 80% of the people? I'm really curious, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Pad players are probably not going to experience this as much, but I'm curious uh, how many other people are having trouble, trouble with drive impact. And the fact that you can't react to it has less to do with your reactions, but more to do with the fact that the drive impact input is just super inconvenient, which is what is causing me a lot of the problems, theoretically speaking. So, I mean, one of these days I should just try playing fighting game or like just try playing the game and lose one of the buttons and just turn it into drive impact just to see what happens. But I don't know what button I could afford to lose, you know. Oh, man. Anyways. I hope you're all doing well. I will uh, uh, please like and subscribe and hope you guys have been enjoying the channel. Uh, please leave comments. Let me know if you've been enjoying the channel. And uh, please make sure you stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves. And hopefully I'll see you at EVO coming up very, 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 very soon. I know some people have asked about the EVO pre-show that we used to do. Uh, David used to do all the work getting all the people to talk about it. So there probably won't be one this year. I probably won't have any time to get that all started up to get all the storylines ahead of time and stuff. I'll see. Maybe I'll try to do as many of them as I can or something, but we'll see. In any case, uh, thank you. I will see you guys next time. And the day that this podcast graced your ears was the greatest day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs>